You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day day. As always, I'm your host, your pal, and the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at LukeBraunNFL, and you can find the show on Twitter at LockedOnVikings. Before we get into the show, real quick, I just want to shout out, as it has been all week, as it will be forever, we're on YouTube. The show is on YouTube. There's video element to it. There's visual aids sometimes when I got to explain something visual. And hey, the bunnies make an appearance sometimes because uh, they're behind me. <laughs> they're not there right now, but sometimes they're behind me. So uh, come check it out on YouTube. I also want to shout out the Ultimate Season Preview, the Ultimate NFL Season Preview. We did this partnership with Odyssey. We previewed every division in depth. It's not too late. They're all up right now, so you can go binge them all over the weekend while you do your yard work or whatever you got to do. Uh, go check that out. It's a separate podcast feed. Just search Ultimate NFL 2021 Season Preview on whatever podcast app, including Odyssey, and you can get uh, yourself started on that one, but let's start. We'll talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. The way I'm going to do this is I'm going to start, I'm going to do this like sides of the ball. So I'm going to start talking about, uh, when one team has the ball, the offense versus that defense. And then the other side, the other offense versus the other defense. And then at the end, we're going to go over your bold predictions because you gave me some spicy ones and I am very excited to read them out loud on the show. And we'll see if anybody can hit one. There's one I feel real good about this time. So we'll see if, uh, if, if any of you all can figure that out. But first, we got to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, the Bungles, as they are fondly <laughs> referred to as, are the Vikings' first opponent. And I want to start with uh, the Bengals' offense going up against the Vikings' defense. I think that's there's a lot of really interesting matchups there. And the first thing I want to talk about there is uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, of course, quarterback, rookie coming off of the uh, or rookie last year, coming off of that bad ACL injury and stuff, perfectly healthy and all that stuff. But there's a couple of problems that uh, were mentioned to me yesterday in the crossover. If you missed the crossover, crossover Thursday is the thing we do every week here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, and you're not going to want to miss all that. So go check that out. We had James and Jake of Locked On Bengals that came and uh, told me about some stuff. And, and some of the things that they mentioned to me were... Uh, with with regard to Joe Burrow, there's two things that I think kind of defined his issues in his rookie season, the things that kind of sunk him as a rookie. And one of them's a really a rookie thing, and one of them's a little more concerning. The, the kind of rookie thing was pre-snap. He really like struggled pre-snap to uh, identify what was going on and decide what he wanted to do and all that stuff, and um, you know I- identify what coverage show was what and how he should respond, which is sort of something that needs to be routine by the time you've been in the league for a little while. And it's been kind of a story in Cincinnati that Joe Burrow is seeing things a little better. Things are slowing down. He feels more comfortable with the playbook and the checks and the reads and all that stuff. So this is going to be kind of the test for him. Is that true? Does that bear out? Can he see things pre-snap? And what I said on the crossover, and I'll reiterate it now, is that's kind of uh, something you can exploit with somebody who's just now getting, you know, the reads down and just getting the looks down. What those reads and looks are, um, are stuff like, so if there is a linebacker covering, uh, or, you know, looks like they're lined up in coverage against a slot receiver, that's a zone indicator. 
you're not going to do that on purpose in man-to-man coverage. That means that it's zone, and it's kind of likely that that linebacker isn't going to take that slot receiver man-to-man. And if it's zone coverage, that probably affects your read and kind of makes you think differently about the actual um, the actual play and read you're going to go through, the progression you're going to go through. Um, and so what you can do with that is disguise the coverage. You can put a linebacker out over the slot receiver. It'll be man coverage, and in fact, the safety's got that guy. Uh, but if you do that, you can trick the quarterback into thinking it's something else, right? And in that way, you can kind of exploit the things Joe Burrow just learned. So if he's still getting comfortable with it, you can add that extra layer. If he's getting comfortable with the basics, you can kill him at, you know, the 201 level, if you will. And the other thing, and the thing that's like a little bit more concerning is, uh, that he has this arm strength issue. And this is concerning because it dates all the way back to college. He has this this issue where he uh, is he just doesn't put a lot of velocity on the balls, and it shows up a lot. His deep passing is really suspect. And a lot of people, when they hear arm strength, um, they hear deep passing. Uh, if you want a more in-depth version of that take, uh, and, and it's much more than deep passing is the take. If you want a much more in-depth version, you can scroll all the way back to a Locked on Vikings episode we did after the draft where I was talking about Kellen Mond, where arm strength kind of defines his game um, and how arm strength is a lot more than can pass deep, can throw the ball far. It's more about velocity. And the thing about velocity is it affects timing and it affects space. Everything is intertwined in football. So when you have an arm strength issue, um, not only is it about getting the ball and delivering it on time, but you can test tighter windows if you have a quicker arm. Again, very much a Kellen Mond thing. He tests windows that are too tight because he has the arm strength to get away with it, but that's like a bad habit that he needs to get rid of. Um, For Burrow, and I don't know if this bears out, but this is kind of how arm strength tends to, to manifest itself. It makes every cornerback's job easier because they don't have to be as tight on the guy. Once the ball is thrown, you have time to catch up and make a play on it. And you can kind of back off, give it a little more space. And that means that if you did give up a little bit of separation, but Joe Burrow can't deliver that ball on time, and he's going to know what he can and can't get away with, then he won't try that, and he won't test a window. So you can, like, afford to get beat a little. Um, Here's the thing. The offensive and defensive line is where I think the Vikings have the biggest advantage. I think along the entire uh, trenches on this side of the ball, I don't see a place where the Bengals have any advantage in any one-on-one matchup. Um, If you look, like the closest thing I think they have is Jonah Williams versus DJ Wanham, who gets to start uh, presumably at defensive end. And DJ Wanham is a length guy, and Jonah Williams has short arms. And that's the kind of that's the the physical part of it and we talked a ton about this in the crossover we had an awesome conversation about this matchup in the crossover where jonah williams has a little bit more technique and dj Wanham. i'm not sold on it yet um i certainly wasn't sold in 2020 he won a starting job we'll see you know if his technique kind of comes through more in the regular season um but he just made more plays than steven weatherly which i don't know i'm not giving you any lollipops for that uh so we'll see if he's got like more technique versus jonah williams but everywhere else, you've got Daniil Hunter versus Riley Reef. I like Riley Reef. I think he's a plenty good tackle, but it's Daniil Hunter. And then the interior of Michael Pearson, Dalvin Tomlinson, the way the Bengals talk about their interior offensive line is the way we talked about our interior offensive line last year. Where you're, If you tried really hard, you could talk yourself into Dakota Dozier because he has like familiarity with the system or whatever. But we all kind of knew he was going to be bad. And the way the Bengals talk about 
you know, Quentin Spain. And, uh, like, they've got a guy coming off of surgery. They have Xavier Suofilo. Like, they've got problem guys on that interior that I, I don't think it's responsible to trot those guys out and expect to have your line be taken seriously. I think Michael Pierce can eat against those guys. So I don't know if Joe Mixon gets the big... I, a lot of people are saying start Joe Mixon in fantasy and all that stuff. I don't know. I, I feel like the way the Bengals' interior matches up with our interior, it's going to be hard to get going up the middle, and they'll just have to be responsible on contain. And that means you need discipline from, from you know, DJ Wanham and stuff. He didn't have that discipline last time, so maybe they can get stuff on the outsides. Um, but, you know, you also have scraping linebackers and all that stuff, and that's going to be difficult as well. Um, but all in all, I feel pretty confident in the defense. I, I don't think this is, again, a lot of people are saying this is a shootout. It's going to be, you know, uh, over 60 kind of points scored kind of game. I don't think so. Um, I, I think that if the offense can have a decent, reasonable game, it should be pretty easy to keep the Bengals offense from from matching that. Now, I want to talk about the Bengals' defense a little bit and how they match up with our offense. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They're all covered in 100% chocolate, and they come in nine main delicious flavors. There are nine main ones and a bunch of specialty ones that show up for a limited time on the website. So check back out the website every once in a while, Built.com. Uh, but the main flavors are mint chocolate, peanut butter chocolate, cherry, coconut, coconut almond, um, all sorts of cookies and cream, all sorts of delicious stuff. And it ain't that bad for you. You get only like four grams of sugar, four grams of carbs, 17 grams of protein, and it's even keto-friendly if you're doing the keto thing. So head on over to BuiltBar.com, and you can enter promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. BuiltBar.com works as well. All right, so let me talk about the Bengals' defense, and then we'll get into your bold predictions as well at the end of the show. Uh, but the Bengals' defense, I think they've got some dudes on it, and I think it'll be harder for the offense to win their matchup than it will f for the defense to win their matchups. Um, I, I do kind of give the edge to the Vikings in both of these. I just don't believe in the Bengals very much, um, but I, I don't think many people do. But the I, I think it this is the harder side of the ball to win. And part of this is just I'm a little still worried about if Kirk has the conservative yips from his preseason. The one thing about Kirk Cousins, though, is he's never the same guy he was last week, kind of for better or worse. You know, he'll come out of it eventually. I just hope that he has come out of it before the games count. Um, but assuming that he has, uh, you get, you know, Jefferson and Thielen. And the big thing is Trey Waynes is their number one cornerback which should tell you the, a little bit about the rest of their cornerback room. He was always a number two here, and he was even controversial in that role. Um, as a number one, I, I definitely don't agree with the Bengals doing that. But he would would have been a good run support corner, but they're missing that as well. And Eli Apple comes in instead, which is this huge vulnerability. And so what I asked uh, Jake and James about on the crossover was how do you deal with that? The Bengals love putting their safety in the box. And that guy's usually Von Bell with Jesse Bates, a very, very good free safety, probably the best player on their defense, uh, kind of roaming sideline to sideline and playing that center field like Earl Thomas role. Um, and so basically they said, all right, well, Jesse Bates will still roam side to sideline to sideline and he'll help Eli Apple where he needs to help. Um, but to me, that takes him away from the other corner, which is Chidobi Awuzie. And uh, Awuzie is a fine corner, but I mean, this is Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson we're talking about. 
And if they play side, I don't know if they'll play sides or shadow. Um, and that probably would have been a good question for for uh, Jake and James. But kind of either way, the best case scenario that you can get is Eli Apple with safety help finding a way to neutralize Justin Jefferson and Chidobi Awuzie winning one-on-one against Adam Thielen. I feel like that's a lot to ask of those three guys, even as good as Jesse Bates is. And then that's the only way you can justify getting Vaughn Bell in the box. Um, so I, I don't know. I feel like that back end is just ripe and waiting to be picked, you know? Um, then you have the front and the front I'm a little more worried about, you know, in, in kind of a different way than the way I felt about the trenches on the defensive side of the ball. On the offensive side of the ball, there's definitely some advantages that the Bills or that the, the Bengals have. Uh, the biggest one is DJ Reader. We talked about DJ Reader yesterday. DJ Reader, big, powerful nose tackle going up against Garrett Bradbury. Uh, we kind of saw, if you watched the season opener on Thursday night, we saw uh, that, you know, you had Vita Vea knocking Tyler Beattis down, like putting him into the lap of the quarterback. And it was like, that looks familiar. I remember when Jeffrey Simmons did that <laughs> to Garrett Bradbury. And you have to hope that that kind of thing doesn't happen again in the run game. I don't know if it's going to be Bradbury versus Reader as often. It'll probably be Bradbury versus, you know, a three tech like Larry Ogunjobi or something. And a guard will kind of reach DJ Reader. And DJ Reader is not a sideline to sideline guy. I, I think that is the impression I got from the Bengals guys where they tried to say like, well, we'll see. Maybe he can get sideline to sideline now because he's faster. He says he's faster, but he hasn't been in the past. So until proven otherwise, I don't think he's not like a side. He, that's just not who he is. He's a big, you know, plug up the middle nose tackle. Um, so you get a guard on the other side to kind of reach block him, and then you can put Garrett Bradbury on somebody else. Um, as for the tackles versus the edge rushers, it's really interesting because you have Trey Hendrickson, another kind of length rusher. He's like a length and a power rusher going up against Rashad Hill, who has crazy long arms and power. But like if there ever were a matchup that exploits Rashad Hill, it's not really Trey Hendrickson. Oh, Trey Hendrickson's a good rusher, and Rashad Hill's a suspect pass blocker, so might get some wins just based on Rashad Hill making mistakes, and the matchup doesn't matter. But stylistically, I think this matchup favors Rashad Hill more than future matchups will for him. Um, and then, you know, of course, you have Brian O'Neill. hopefully holds it down on the other side, and hopefully in the interior, even with DJ Reader and Ogunjobi and stuff, hopefully the guards can hold up. Um, but I think the key to this game is really on, on the offensive side of the ball is going to be deep. Um, and it's going to be, how can you make Jesse Bates wrong? And it's going to be a mental game between Kirk cousins and Jesse Bates. And if Jesse Bates can find, you know, the, if he can find where Eli Apple needs help and go over there and help him and everybody else is one-on-one, the Bengals might have a chance to win enough of those matchups to make this a game. Um, but if you can either lure Jesse Bates away from Eli Apple, force him to go do something else so that you get Eli Apple in a one-on-one situation and then exploit that. Um, and you know, over the course of a game, you might just see it. If you can pull that off, then I think you, you have a chance to really break this game wide open. And I do think that, you know, if I were the Bengals, I'd pull Von Bell out of the box. I just don't think you have the luxury of, of doing this. And I would just say, OK, you know, it's on, it's on DJ Reader and the linebackers. You just got to stop Dalvin. Um, but I, I think, you know, Dalvin Cook versus DJ Reader will also be a very interesting mental matchup because Dalvin Cook is very good at making the guy defend the wrong of his two gaps when he has to cover two gaps. And DJ Reader will be the guy covering two gaps. That's the point of the nose tackle in the Bengals defense. And Dalvin Cook's really good at making that guy wrong. So it'll be a 
really difficult thing to see if reader can read haha his uh his keys on dalvin cook and and or will dalvin cook you know really get it going but here's the thing the way i see this game in total is it just seems like so much stuff has to go right for the bengals to be to to fight the vikings to a draw um and that's not being particularly optimistic about you know patrick peterson and Bashad Breland. Like, yeah, say they're toe-to-toe with Jamar Chase, who's got the drop season, Tyler Boyd, or T. Higgins. Like, that's not a world-beaten wide receiver group. It's a solid group. It's a good group. But it's not, you know, what we can see from, like, the Bucks or Cowboys, right? Where, they're like, Michael Gallup's, like, the fourth-best receiver on the team. Like, that's not... Uh, it, it's a good group. And the Vikings corners might fight those guys to a draw, which is not a compliment to the Vikings corners. Um, but you know, then you have Harrison Smith also wreaking havoc up in there. I don't know if Anthony Barr is going to play. It doesn't seem like he will. Um, the injury report, he was, uh, downgraded to a DNP on Thursday. He apparently had some soreness according to Mike Zimmer. It's a pretty bad sign, but it, uh, Tyler Conklin was upgraded to full participation with his hamstring. So it seems like he'll go and everybody else is a full, um, I don't think Christian Derrissaw will go. He's still limited. He's still doing very little. Um, but he wouldn't play anyways. It'll be Rashad Hill regardless. So there's your injury report. All in all, it just seems like the, the, there is a perfect storm where the Bengals win this game. And that perfect storm looks like, you know, a lot of these individual matchups going the Bengals way. A lot of, they need to win a lot of coin flips, um, to, to really get the better of the Vikings here. But ultimately I just don't think that they're talented enough. I think they're still in the middle of a rebuild and I just don't think that they get it. So that's why I took the Vikings minus three in this one. Um, I don't really do score predictions, but I'll do, uh, I'll do line predictions. So I would take the Vikings minus three. I think this is not going to be the most challenging thing that they have to put up with all year. If they can't win this one, they probably don't deserve to be taken seriously, to be honest with you. Uh, so we're going to get into your bold predictions, but that minus three line came from bet online. That is your number one spot for all pro and college football action. This season, you can get into a half million dollar NFL mega contest. That's the biggest one online and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at bet online. You can head to the website, use your mobile device device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Now, of course, it's too late for their opening day super promo for a bet on Bucks Cowboys, but it is still the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, time for my favorite part of every every Friday episode, which is the bold predictions. Uh, so I asked you all for your bold predictions, your spiciest takes. I got a ton of takes. So thank you all so much for uh, responding to that. Um, so here's what I put into picking these. I will usually pick maybe six or seven of them a game. Um, so I got like 40 of them. So <laughs> sorry if yours didn't get picked. But I'm not going to pick ones that are just like, you know, eye-popping stat lines. I'm not going to pick Dalvin Cook 200 yards. Maybe that's bold. It's an unlikely that 200 yards is a big game. Uh, but I'm not going to, that's boring. I'm not going to pick that. That's just Dalvin Cook gets lots of yards. That's not, you know, that's not spicy. That's not fun. Uh, I'm going to pick the fun ones, the chaotic ones. And so here's, here's some examples of some, some shining crown examples of some bold predictions. I love, I loved all the, all of these. Uh, and I loved more than all of these, I, some that just didn't happen to make the cut. So keep trying. But the first one I got comes from Gabrielle Greco, who says every single touchdown involves a rookie skill player. Absolutely love it. 
Uh, mostly because the Vikings only have Amir Smith-Marset as a rookie skill player and, like, Zach Davidson, who probably won't even be – he's not even on the roster let alone, unless he's, like, a game-day activation. But they're not going to do that. They traded for two tight they – they traded for a tight end and claimed another one. So Amir Smith-Marset will have to be involved, or Jamar Chase, and that has to be, like, every touchdown, I'm pretty sure. Oh, and they have Chris Evans, the running back out of Michigan, too. So – uh, that is, that's it. That's, it has to be those guys. So a backup running back, uh, the fourth string wide receiver and Jamar Chase are the only touchdowns. So I love that. And if that does happen, I mean, that's a pretty crazy game result, right? No Adam Thielen, uh, no Joe Mixon, no Dalvin Cook, uh, nothing from any of the tight ends on either side of the field. Like that's, that's a pretty crazy, uh, that would be a pretty crazy result. I would definitely give you the bold prediction sticker on that. Uh, the next one comes from Skull or whatever, who says ISM will have more, return yards in this game than the Vikings had all of last season. So last season, the Vikings had a whopping and very nice 69 punt return yards. That was it. Uh, So 69 punt return yards in a game would be pretty substantial. I would definitely give you that in a bold. Um, More substantial would be the 722 kick return yards that they had. (laughs) I don't think you're going to get that in this one. But like imagining the game that that would come in, like the uh, an 800 yard kick return, like they would, it would have to be like a kick return touchdown. And then what do they have to do? They have to kick off. uh, And then like another kick return touchdown on the other way. Like it'd have to be like kick return, touchdown, kick return, touchdown. They would have to be going back and forth probably, uh, or, you know, big long play touchdowns or, or whatever to get like 700 yard returns or something like that. It would be like a weird Madden glitch game. Like something John Boyce would have done at Super Bowl at, at, at SB Nation. Uh, Dan Speck says, we repeat the entire offensive line fall start and Zim has a stroke. Uh, we'll take the Zim stroke out of this, but an entire offensive line fall start again would be pretty funny and is kind of plausible, a rare enough event that I counted as bold, uh, but it's plausible. So the thing about an, an entire offensive line fall start, and I actually included this because there was one in the Thursday night game after Dan Speck sent this tweet, which feels feels cosmic. Um But basically what that means is the center got the snap count wrong. So let's say we all, all right, we're going to go on two, right? The snap count is two. And then the center thought it was three for whatever reason, some miscommunication. So on two, everybody thinks it's going to be there and the entire offensive line goes, but the center doesn't snap the ball. All the way false starts are measured is, you know, the play starts when the ball is snapped, not when the quarterback thinks the snap count is. So technically it's false start everybody, even though it's the center's fault that everybody went. Um, that's a perfectly plausible mistake to make week one. Um, you know, snap count miscommunication, certainly nothing uh, the Vikings aren't perfectly familiar with and something that just happened to the Cowboys. Uh, and and their, I think, second year center is Tyler Beatis. Uh, Beatish, I think is how I say it. So uh, perfectly plausible, although certainly not likely. Uh, so I'll give you the bold prediction sticker there if that happens. Martin P., says Dalvin Cook has more total yards than the Bengals' entire team. Uh, That is awesome. So that's way cooler, right? Then Dalvin Cook gets 200 yards and three touchdowns, right? That's a big fantasy day, but that's not like a bold prediction. A bold prediction is Dalvin Cook outgains the entire Bengals. That is awesome um, because it requires a monster game by Dalvin Cook and also a monster game by the defense. Um, I like how you said the Bengals entire team, not the Bengals entire offense. So if there are return yards, be it through turnovers or uh, special teams, I am absolutely counting it. And if you are still right in spite of all of that, well, good on you, Martin. Uh, Tone Setter Matthias says Kirk Cousins pick six on the first drive and then lights out. And I love this one because it's specific enough to be bold, but it also totally tracks in our heads. 
Like, so here's the thing about Kirk Cousins in 2020. And this is something I tried like a lot to look into, but I couldn't find a good stat that like illustrated it. But he was horrible in the opening drives of halves. Like if Kirk Cousins in the opening drives of each half and Kirk Cousins in the rest of the drives were like diametric opposites, he just would come out funky in the the like out of the locker room and then he'd have to like take a drive to settle down it was just kind of something that plagued him in 2020 so this could totally happen if it feels right you know um so a pick six on the first drive and then he plays lights out now what counts as lights out i don't know we'll call it as we see it uh but i i love the specificity and i just i love the vibes and the last one that I'm going to read here today comes from Kurt with two C's, who says there will be a total of seven touchdowns scored in the game. Only three of them will be from the offenses. So that's a beautiful chaos, right? You have seven touchdowns. You you would have to have four touchdowns between both defenses and both special teams units. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Let's get weird. Uh, and it's certainly two teams that were pretty undisciplined last year. Uh, but we'll see. There's a lot more veteran presence on the Vikings this year, so we'll see if they can't get their uh, get their poop in a group, as it were. So that is the last thing that we get to talk about before the Bengals actually play. I'll be watching these bold predictions with a keen eye as the game goes on, and then on Monday we'll re- reconvene. We'll break down whatever happens. Uh, in the meantime, you can check out the Locked On Bets podcast. Get your grambles straight with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can find that wherever you find your favorite podcasts, just like this show. I will see you all on Monday. You can find me on Twitter in the meantime at Luke Braun NFL. Shows on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. See you all then, and as always, Skull.